Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. I'm excited to have you guys hanging out with us today. Today we're going to continue our series that we've called Healthy Relationships. And last week, we looked at our key verses for this series. It's found in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40, that says, Love the Lord your God with all your passion, prayer, and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. It says, but there's a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. And I love that next line. It says, these two commands are pegs. Love God. Love others. And last week we talked about the fact that I believe, and you can agree or disagree here, but I believe the key to healthy relationships is a healthy relationship with God. And what I want to do this week is I want to talk with you about the second part of this scripture that says love others as well as you love yourself. I think we struggle with this one at times in life. Our key verse today for today's message is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11. This is, one of the, this is a verse that is part of our purpose statement as a church even. But it says this, be joyful. How many of you know that God wants you to be joyful? God wants you to be happy. God wants you to enjoy life. But continues, grow to maturity. Encourage each other. Did you know that there are over 58 times in the Bible that it says each other? Love each other, encourage each other, build each other up, carry each other's burdens. But it continues, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Encourage each other. Live in harmony and peace. Then God will show up. I love what Peppermint Patty said to Marcy and Charlie Brown. One day they were sitting around and Peppermint Peppermint Patty looked at uh, Marcy and she said, Hey, uh," she said, I want to read books. But she said, I'm afraid if I read books. And she said, Marcy's like, why are you afraid if you read books? She said, well, my grandfather always told me that if I read books... My head will fall off. So Marcy sat there for a moment, looked at Peppermint Patty, and she said, here's what I'll do. You go ahead and start reading, and I'll hold on to your head. That's what a true friend is. They'll take care of you. They'll hold on to your head when it feels like everything else is kind of coming apart in your life. This next story kind of made me think that these are possibly the kind of friends you don't want to have in your life. There were three boys recently, they went to a zoo, and they were, they were rowdy boys. Um, their last names were not Blancet, just to make sure that everybody knows they were not my children. I think it was Ron and Richie, I'm not 100% sure. But there was three boys, and uh, they went to the zoo, and they were, they were being a little mischievous, and they were causing commotion around the elephant cages. And the security officer at the zoo came and took these three boys into his office, and he's like, hey boys, you're in trouble and uh, he said, I need to know your names and what it is you're doing. He looked at the first one and said, what's your name? He said, well, my name's Gary. And he said, all I was doing was throwing peanuts in the cage. Second guy said, well, what's your name? He said, well, my name is, my name's Roger. All I was doing was throwing peanuts in the, stay, in, the, in the cage. Looked at the third guy and he said, well, what's your name and what's your story? And he said, well, my name's Philip and my friends call me Peanut." I mean, no, that's probably not the kind of friends 
you want. Today what I want to do is I want to talk with you very specifically about the kind of friendships we want to have in our life. The kind of friends that I want to talk with you about true friends. Before we do today, I want, to, I want us to pray and I want to ask God to just kind of speak in this room. Heavenly Father, I just I come to you and I just, first of all, I just want to thank you that you're in this room. And I want to thank you that you would minister to us right here in Missouri today. I, I ask today that you would give me clarity of thought and clarity of speech as I deliver this message. I ask you to speak clearly. I ask you to give all of us, myself included, ears to hear, even as I'm communicating. Give us a heart that will respond. We love you and we thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. I want to start off today by saying to, to those of you who say, Pastor Chad, I'd love to have stronger friendships. I, I really would. I, I would love to have some true friends in my life. I'd love to intentionally do life with people, but... But pastor, I just, in this season of my life, I just have too much going on. You know, there's just too many things happening right now, and schedule's kind of crazy, and so I just don't really have room for friends. If that's you today, if you're in this room and you say, Pastor Chad, I don't have room for friends in my life in this season, I want to tell you you've bought into a lie, and I want to tell you you're too busy. If you're too busy for friends, you're too busy. You need friends. Or if you're in this room today and you say to me, hey, Pastor Chad, you know, I'm, I'm more of a loner. I'm an introvert. I don't really need friends. I want to tell you, you've bought into a lie of the enemy today because you need friends. Or if you're here today and you say, Pastor Chad, I, I wouldn't mind having a few good friends, but I've been burned too many times in the past by friends. Um, I've been hurt. So I just choose to keep my distance. I don't mind having some acquaintances, but I don't want any real, true friends. If that's you today, I want to tell you, you've bought into a lie today because you need friends. And what I want to do today is I want to talk with you on a couple of different things, but I want to give you quickly four reasons that I think you need strong friends in your life. Four reasons that I think you need strong friends in your life. Not just acquaintances, but four reasons I believe we need strong friends. And this is a practical message today, but I believe this is probably one of the messages that centers right on God's heart. I believe God wants us to have friends in our life. So I want to give you four reasons you need good, strong friends. Number one is I believe good friends help you with spiritual growth. I'm a firm believer that you can't be all that God wants you to be all by yourself. I'm a firm believer that you can't grow to spiritual maturity, as 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, by yourself. You need other people. You need people in your life. I believe that you need friends in your life, not just acquaintances, but I believe you need people in your life that are close to you that are going to help you fulfill God's purpose for your life. Remember, as we said last week, the ultimate purpose for all of our lives is to know God and to love God. And I believe in order to know God and to love God appropriately, you're going to need some good friends in your life. Romans 1.12 says, I want us to help each other with the faith that we have. 
your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. Another translation says it this way, our faith will help to encourage each other. I need you, and you need me. I'll tell you, there is nothing in this world like a strong friend that will encourage you spiritually. There is nothing like a strong friend that will hold you accountable spiritually. And I know a lot of us, we don't like that. We don't want people to hold us accountable spiritually. We get angry when our friends say, hey, I think you're getting off course. But I'll tell you, there is nothing in the world like a friend who will look you in the eye and say, hey, I love you. And I'm going to be here for you tomorrow. But today you're wrong. Nothing like it. Friends help us to grow spiritually mature. Number two, good Christian friends, good strong friends provide emotional support. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says to encourage each other. I am so thankful for the friends that my wife and I have that have been there for us through some tough seasons in life. I'm so thankful for friends that pour into us. I'm beyond thankful that our friends have oftentimes been there to give us an ear to listen They've given us a shoulder to cry on, and they've given us sound advice. I'm thankful for friends that have been there in tough seasons that when you've said, I feel like quitting and throwing in the towel, they said, today's not the day to quit. Today's the day to keep fighting. I'm thankful for friends that give you emotional support. Here's what I want to tell you. A real friend, and when I talk about emotional support, and please don't throw things at me, and if you do this, that's okay, but I'm not talking about a pet. I'm talking about a friend. I'm talking about a human being. Emotional support. Somebody that will be there for you. A friend, a real friend, will be there for you in good times and in bad times. And let me just say this. If your friend isn't there and lending you emotional support when you need it, they probably aren't your friend. If they run when you need them, they are not your friend. Not only do I want to talk to you today about how to develop some good friends, I, maybe some of you need to walk away from some friends. If they're only there when everything's good and they're not there when things are bad, they're probably not your friends. Galatians 6 2 says, Share each other's troubles and burdens. Chapter, that same chapter right there from the message says it this way Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and, sh- and so complete Christ's law. Listen to what it says here. If you think you're too good for that, you're badly deceived. Listen to me today. If you're not helping to carry your friend's burdens, please hear me today. If you don't help to carry your friend's burdens, let me ask you a question. Are you really their friend? If you don't help your friend carry their burden, are you really their friend? Third reason that you need some good, strong friends, and some of you are going to say, I don't understand this one, I'll get there, but I think good, strong friends provide us with better health. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 says, live in harmony and peace. Good friends help to keep us healthy for the most part. My parents are in the room, and so there's maybe some stories that I could share with you that me and some of my friends did that maybe my mom doesn't want to hear about. So... Let me just say this. Sometimes we do things with our good friends that maybe don't lead to health. You know, maybe we do some things that aren't good. But for the most part, our friends keep us healthy. 
Not only does the Bible speak to this, and I'll get there in just a moment, but scientific studies show this. In fact, studies have linked close friendships, listen to this, to the following physical, mental, and emotional health benefits. Close friends provide stronger immunity, lower stress, improved self-confidence, increased happiness, and better overall health. The truth is, you will live longer, be happier, and be healthier if you have close friends. I can tell you that's the case in my life. Not only is it true scientifically, but it's true biblically as well. Listen to what James 5.16 says. Admit your faults to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Another translation says it this way. Confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed. Here's the deal. When we need forgiveness, when we sin, who do we go to? We go to God, right? If we sin, we go to God. And he forgives us of our sins, and he cleanses us, and he redeems us, and he restores us. But there's a second phase of this that I think we miss sometimes. It's easy to go to God and ask him for forgiveness because he's full of grace and full of mercy. But sometimes it's difficult to be able to go to a friend and say, hey, I messed up. I need somebody to hold me accountable here. But a good friend will provide you with health. How? Because when I can come to a friend like a Steve Ron and say, hey, I'm struggling with this, and I open up, he can hold me accountable. Why? When I am accountable to my friends, when I share with my friends, it helps me reach freedom. It helps me find health. It helps me be delivered. It helps me find better days. We go to our friends for healing. I believe that with all that is inside of me. But let me tell you, don't go to a friend to receive healing if it's not somebody you can trust. And we'll get there in just a moment. Number four, good friends bring out the best in us. Proverbs 27, 17 says, As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I love how the Living Bible puts it. A friendly discussion is as stimulating as the sparks that fly when iron start, strikes iron. I love that. Real friends bring out the best in each other. They encourage each other. Real friends motivate each other. Real friends challenge each other. They hold each other accountable. And real friends cheer you on. I believe having a real friend that cheers you on and encourages you, please hear me, is critical for you becoming all that God has called you to be. There's an old Zambian proverb that says, when you run alone, you can run fast. But when you run together, you can run far. And I don't know about you, I don't want to just run fast. I want to run far. I want to finish my race. I want to be all that God has called me to be. I want to run my race well. I want to run it successfully. So run the race that God has given you to run. I want to encourage you, find good friends. Ecclesiastes 4.9 says, Two people are better than one, for they help each other succeed. So I gave you four reasons that we, I believe we need good, strong friends. So the question then for me becomes, okay, Pastor Chad, if I need good friends in my life, number one, where do I find good friends? I mean, in this world I live in, where do I find good friends? In this social media, technology-driven age, where do I find good friends? And the second question that comes to me out of that is, okay, once I find good friends, how do I develop good friends and how do I keep good friends? So let me answer that real quickly this morning. First thing I want to say to you is if you want to find good, healthy friendships, good, healthy relationships, I know some of you might disagree with me, but I think we ultimately need to look for good, strong friendships in the church. 
That's what I believe. I believe if you're a believer and you want good, strong, healthy friendships, you need to look within the four walls of the church. I believe your greatest friendships are sitting in this room today, are sitting in this place called Destiny Church. And I know some of you, you're like, Pastor Chad, I've been burned by church people. So have I. And I'll be the first to admit, there's nothing like a good church burn. Nothing like it. There's nothing like thinking you've got a friend in the church and they stab you in the back. I understand that. But I still, with everything inside of me, believe the best place I can find good, healthy friendships is in the church. Why? Because most oftentimes they're going to share the same type of moral values, the same set of beliefs. We might have some differences in opinion or things like that, but for the most part, we believe the same. So if we find those in the church, how do we find them in Destiny Church? Well, I believe there's two ways we ultimately find friendships in Destiny Church. Number one, you need to join a serve team. And this is not a message about volunteering and serving, but I believe the greatest ways that you can find friendships in Destiny Church is by serving. If you're not serving somewhere, you need to be serving. There are multiple areas in this church you can serve on a Sunday, on a Wednesday. We've got teenagers right now. We've got like 30, between 30 and 40 that are in Arkansas right now that are at a conference where youth leaders took them. We've got youth that happens on Wednesday night. You saw the, the video a moment ago about the Convoy of Hope event on October 19th. We have multiple ways you can serve at Destiny Church. I want to encourage you, if you want to serve and you say, today you spoke to me, Pastor, and I want to serve, go to our Connect table in the lobby and we will get you plugged in. Somebody will help you find a way to serve. The second way that I think you can find good friends at Destiny Church is something we're bringing back and that's life groups. And I'm going to preach on those August 25th and we're launching them September 8th. I believe you need to be a part of a life group. I believe you need to find your tribe of people that you do life with, that you hang out with, that you you connect with and you need to do life with them. You need to have fun with them. You need to laugh with them. You need to cry with them. You need to share God's word with them. You need to do life with them. If you're here today and you haven't filled out our life group survey or you want more information on life groups, after service, you can go to our lobby and somebody will be there at one of the tables and they'll help give you some information about life groups. If you want to lead a life group, we'd love to have you lead a life group as well. So you can do that today. But now once we find friends at Destiny Church, we find them through serving, we find them through life groups. Once I find friends, Pastor Chad, how do I develop friends? If I could summarize this in one sentence, I would say this, follow the golden rule. How do I develop friends? Follow the golden rule. Jesus made a statement in Matthew chapter 7, verse 12, that I believe Many people in life, not just believers, are familiar with. And it says, in everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. If you have children in your house, you talk about the golden rule a lot. No, you cannot punch him because he punched you. No, you cannot bite him because he bit you. No, you cannot steal his candy because he took a piece of your candy. No, you, I mean, any of you know what I'm talking about. When you have children in your house, you can't do that to them just because they did that to you. No, we're teaching our children, do to others what you would want them to do to you. What Jesus is saying in Matthew chapter 7 is this. Give people what you would like to receive. Treat others the way you want to be treated. If you want to have deep, 
meaningful friendships. Please hear me. I think, I think this is probably one of the most forgotten, neglected things in the body of Christ today. Do unto others as you'd want them to do unto you. We don't treat people right. We are vicious. We are mean. We are mean-spirited. And sadly, the church is no different than the world. Oftentimes, I've seen it's worse. If we want to be the light that God has called us to be, if we want to reach others, if we want to serve others, if we want to make an impact in our city, in our family, in our world, do to others what you would want them to do to you. Some of you have family members, and I'm going off script, but some of you have family members that you want to see saved and coming to church. Some of you have friends that you want to see coming to church. You don't follow the golden rule. They're never going to darken the doors of God's house. Why? Because they're like, if that's a believer, I don't want to be what they are. Do to others what you would want them to do to you. Let me say something here that is, I believe, probably worth the price of admission today, and y'all got in free. But anyway, as a friend... Listen to me today. I want you to write this down. As a friend, you will attract what you are, not what you want. Let that sink in. As a friend, you will attract what you are, not what you want. Another way we could say is this. As a friend, you will reap what you sow. If you're shallow, you're not getting deep friendships. You're getting shallow friendships. If you're loving, guess what you're going to get? Loving friendships. If you're mean-spirited, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get mean-spirited friendships. If you're gossip, guess what you're going to attract? A gossip. If you're negative, you're going to attract negative. If you're kind, you're going to attract kind people. I think this is the greatest thing I could ever tell you in ministry. You attract what you are, not what you want. If you need some loving people in your life, be loving. If you need some friendly people in your life, be friendly. If you need friends, be a friend. You attract what you are, not what you want. Do to others what you want done to you. It's not do to others what they've done to you. It's do to others what you want done to you. So what I want to do today is using the golden rule kind of as a guideline for us. I want to quickly give you my six rules, my six kind of secrets to healthy friendships. Let's see. You can just kind of see if you guys got any of these six secrets to healthy friendships. And some of you are like, Pastor Chad, I was really hoping you would kind of deliver this gut-punching message today or whatever, I believe this is one of the most biblical, God-honoring things I can talk to you about. I believe one of the missing ingredients in the body of Christ is true friends. I believe relationships are, are severely lacking in the body of Christ. So number one, first secret, is you need to put in the time. The starting point for building any Friendship is investing your time and your energy. Healthy friendships are not accidental. They're not cheap. They happen on purpose. They're not instant. They happen intentionally. Philippians 2.4 says, Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. 
this verse is so practical. This verse to me is one of those verses that we, I think a lot of times we just want to skip past it. Another translation kind of has this verse that says, value others above yourself. I don't, I don't think we want to really pay attention to this verse. But I think this verse is so practical for us in the body of Christ. I think it's so practical for us in the world. Don't be interested only in your own life. Don't be selfish. But we're selfish. Be interested in the lives of others. Listen to me. I think this verse would be life-changing for you if you would just say, you know what, for the next two months, I'm going to try to value others above myself. I promise you, in two months, you'd probably build more friendships than you did in 20 years. If you would consider others above yourself. Value others above yourself. If you want to develop healthy friendships, value others. Treat them kindly. Let me put it this way. To be a real friend, you have to show up. To be a real friend, your presence is required. In this digital age we live in where we say, I have 500 friends, I have 1,000 friends, I have 2,000 friends, or I have 30 friends on social media, whatever that might be, I'm not talking about social media friends. I'm talking about to be a good friend, it has to be face-to-face. I'm not talking about texting. I'm not talking about being a pen pal. I'm not talking about social media. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a real friend puts time in, puts skin in the game, puts energy in. Real friendships are face to face. We all need those friends. Real friends are there for us. So number one, you got to put the time in. If you want to be a, if you need friends, be a friend. Put time in. Show up. Number two. This is a big one. You got to be trustworthy. You got to be trustworthy. You got to earn people's trust. You have to keep your word. I don't remember exactly what it was this week, but we were sitting at the dinner table as a family, and uh, I told Malik something about his food or something that was a was a guess. I I wasn't hundred percent sure, but I made a statement. He goes, "No, that's not right, you big fat liar." I was like, no, no, buddy, daddy's not lying. I'm, I'm asking kind of a question. No, you're, you lied. I'm like, no, a question does not mean a lie. So we're teaching him about what it means to, you know, honor your word and things like that. So he's like, you big fat liar. I'm like, okay, you know. But I think trust can ad- destroy a relationship faster than anything. I think trust can destroy a relationship faster than anything. Proverbs 20, verse 6 says, Many people claim to be loyal, but it's hard to find a trustworthy person. If you want to build great friendships, please hear me, you have to earn people's trust. So quickly, how do we earn people's trust? Number one, you have to be reliable. I've heard it said this way, the greatest ability you can have is reliability. Be reliable. Proverbs 25, 13, I love this from the message. Reliable friends who do what they say. Let me say it again. Reliable friends who do what they say are like cool drinks and sweltering heat. They're refreshing. I heard my grandparents, my dad's parents, I heard them say this on more than one occasion. Probably heard my parents say it to me on more than one occasion. But they said something like this. You're only as good as your word. You have to be reliable. I read this statement this week when I was preparing for this message, and it's one of those that makes you kind of think for just a moment, but here's what it says. Words are building blocks of your existence, and words reflect the integrity of their creator. 
You're the creator of your words. Number two, number one, so how to be trustworthy, we've got to be reliable. Number two, we've got to be loyal. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 says, If you love someone, you will be loyal to them no matter what the cost. You will always believe in them, always expect the best of them, and always stand your ground in defending them. You want to earn trust? Be loyal. Be loyal. Number three, this is a big one. Don't be a gossip. If you want people to trust you, stop talking about them. Well, Pastor Chad, we're just praying for them. No, stop talking about people. Stop gossiping. It can destroy relationships and the body of Christ faster than anything. Stop talking about people. Stop gossiping. Control your tongue. I think gossip destroys more friendships and more relationships than anything else. Gossip is nasty. God hates gossip. I hate gossip. I've been burned by gossip. You've been burned by gossip. We all hate it. Proverbs 17, 9, Solomon said, gossip separates close friends. Proverbs 16, 28, Solomon said, gossip is spread by wicked people. Stop talking about people. Control the conversation. If somebody comes up and says, hey, I want to talk to you about Chris. No, I don't want to talk to you about Chris. Is it good? No, it's something he did. Well, then you need to go talk to Chris. The biblical way, according to Matthew, is if you have a problem with somebody, go to that person. Not somebody else. Stop Talking about people. Zip your, my mom, I remember one thing. She, if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I spent a lot of my younger years just not talking. That's probably, Tasha gets frustrated, you know. She's like, you don't talk much. Well, I didn't have a whole lot of good things to say, I guess. So I just, no, here's, here's something practical. I want you to write this down. Whoever gossips to you will also gossip about you. Hello? Is this, is this okay? Can we talk about this? Whoever gossips about you to you will also gossip about you. Number three, listen with compassion. Before I say anything here, I suck at this. I'm not good at listening with compassion. I'm not a good listener. I'm not. And my wife would stand up and wave hankies and say, Amen. That's good preaching, Chad. But I'm not a good listener. I listen. Here's how I listen. I listen with the intent to fix the problem. Or I listen with the intent to add to the conversation. Or I listen with the intent to defend myself. I don't listen with compassion. God's working on me. And he's challenging me. And I think I'm about a D minus right now. But hey, I moved up from an F. But God is working on me. He's challenging me. Chad, you need to listen. Not only to your wife, but to your kids. Not only to your wife and to your kids, but to your friends. I can't tell you how many times people walk into my office and I'm just trying to get them out of my office. Or I'm trying to just get a conversation over with so I can do what I wanted to be doing in the first place. I don't listen well. Please forgive me. 
I'm just telling you. Some of you are like, I know, Pastor, I've been in there before. You made me feel like a nobody. But listen, listening is crucial if you're going to build healthy relationships. One thing I've learned, there's a big difference between hearing something and truly listening. I hear everything. There's been multiple conversations. She's like, you're not listening to me. Yes, I am. I heard you. What did I say? And I can repeat it back to her word for word, but I was not listening. What am I talking about listening with compassion? Put yourself in their shoes. Listen to the emotion with which they're speaking. And ask yourself truly, do they need my help or do they need just an ear? Listen with compassion. Number four, remember your friends aren't perfect. Anybody in this room, if you're perfect, raise your hand. Nope, none of us? All right. Nobody is perfect. Remember your friends aren't perfect. Let me say it this way. Just as much as you give yourself grace, and we give ourselves a lot of grace. Well, I didn't really mean that. But when they say, you did too mean it. Just as you give yourself grace, give grace to others. Every single one of us have quirks and flaws. And accepting each other's quirks and flaws is key to a healthy relationship. I love what Proverbs 17, 9 says. Over, listen to this. Overlook an offense and bond a friendship. Fasten on to a slight and goodbye friend. If you want to develop, to develop good, strong friendships, I challenge you. Listen to me. Give some grace. Don't be so hard on people. Don't expect so much. Number five. Fifth secret, laugh together and cry together. Laugh together and cry together. A good friend will laugh with you. A good friend will cry with you. Romans 12, 15 says, when others are happy, be happy with them. If they're sad, share their sorrow. What's this mean? Celebrate the good days. Have fun together. Laugh together. Do life together. Go to dinner together. Rejoice together. But also share the losses. Cry together. Go through pain together. Go through trauma together. Support each other. I read this and I thought it was too funny not to share. True friends are friends for life. When you're young, friends go out for drinks. They ride the roller coaster. They share a junky apartment and they rock out to loud music. When you get older, you go out for Metamucil. You share a bench on the merry-go-round. You share a lovely retirement home and you yell at the neighborhood kids because their music's too loud. That's good friends. And number five, last challenge for you today, number six is remember the golden rule. I started off by talking about the golden rule and I want to end with it today. Do to your friends what you want your friends to do to you. Treat others the way you want to be treated. And I promise you, if you do this, you will develop the type of friendships you want. Here's my prayer today. My prayer, Destiny Church, is that when people see our church, they would see strong friendships. My, my prayer for Destiny Church is an area that I'm weak in that we would become strong in as a church. That we would be good listeners, that we would be good friends that we would be people that do well doing life together. 
my prayer for you today is that you become the friend to others that you would like to have. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.